0: Guy. Hello guys, welcome to the Slack Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. How are you are yous all doing? Hope you're well, hope you're doing better than me because um I just tripped up and I'm sitting down. Figure that one out, that's not an ideal start to the podcast by anybody's standards. You know, how do you possibly trip and fall while sitting down? Who knows? It's Sunday night. It could be the twilight zone. Why am I recording on a Sunday night? I hear you scream. Because guess what? I just didn't record when I should have done on a Friday. You know why? Because, guys, I've been busy. I've been... I went away for the weekend, alright? I went away to have a family vague. I hate <clears> that I actually said that term out loud. I went away for a wee trip away up up the north coast. Uh, up no, Up north. I went up the north coast. Don't know what that voice is. It a bit like a fucking bit like a Bronson from the fucking movie. You can't. Um. But what I meant to say was, I went up north to Armoy to the Dark edges with all the bastards up there in winter. Yeah, <clears throat> you get the gist. I went up there for a family vacation, and guess what? I'm feeling terrible now. Now you're probably going, well, hell, slap that up, you my friend, for you drank too much. You went away, you went to be jolly with your familia and you drank too much and now you feel terrible. No, turns out what happens, I've got coronavirus. I've had coronavirus for the last week and it's just, you know, it, it's not a disease which is, um, let's just say, improved by alcohol. I sort of thought to myself, listen, I'll have coronavirus. All you need to do is, like, like, like you get a wee cut, like, you fall, you cut your knee, you, you know, as a boy, you fell, you cut your knee, your dad would just throw a bottle of off over it, you know, he would just throw, pour a couple of lids of bells over your, your wee cut knees, and then drink the rest of it, that was just normal life, wasn't it, guys, that's just what happened, if you cut yourself, your dad would just have a swig, of vodka and then pour some in your cut you know, if, like even if I didn't cut myself, if I just fell, my dad would just pour vodka on me and then drink some you know, that was what happened with me growing up, so I just assumed hey, if I have coronavirus, I'll just drown the fucker, you know, I'll just drown it with drink and guess what, it didn't work, and now I have a really sore head um, I've just had a, I've had a busy week, and I, I spoke about last week, guys, by being a BTA, which is a big time actor <laughs> You know, it's just, just what I am. Um but I have been doing a doing a short film this week. I was filming a couple of days. Um and then as soon as I finished as soon as I rapped, sorry. When I was wrapped on Friday, I just headed straight up the North Coast. So <clears throat> I'll get onto the North Coast family trip later in the podcast because guess what? There's lots to talk about in that. It was an interesting experience. Um But first I'll go through the set I was doing. Um I was I was acting in a short piece called high and dry which is about a band a young sexy hot talented alternative rock band which let it be known i wasn't a member of i was playing a manager of theirs called mel a sort of a desperate man stuck somewhere between desperation and necessity you know, that's what I was doing. But that was fun. Um, It was uh, over three days. I shot two scenes on, on, a, on a bespoke set. It was a student film. It was being made. Um, <coughs> Filmed at the Queen's Film Theatre. Now, you are probably going, how is that even... What are you doing to do a student film? I got paid. All right, guys, I got paid. So that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, you listening to me. Like, oh, that's not real. Listen, it's real acting if you get that scrilla. You know what I'm saying? If you get laced your palm with gold... It's legit. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I did that, and it was actually a really enjoyable experience. The guys involved in it, the cast, the crew, were just superb. You know, had a nice time filming the both days. Now, albeit I was in maybe, I think, two scenes throughout the whole thing, and it took three days to do. Now, people will say that's due to me not being a masterful actor and needing several takes. No, I am... in many respects like the great i was going to say um Martin brando there but i i physically couldn't i i'm gonna fuck it i'm doing it i'm like Martin brando i do two takes if you don't like it in the first one you better like it in the second so we managed to do that and it was great fun they actually had built a full set bespoke no less from scratch at queen's another class it was like a it was a dressing room for the band because um, that's where the majority of the of the piece took place. So my role in that was I was just coming into the room to introduce him to a record label executive who was, let's just say, keen on signing the band. But like anything, wasn't straightforward. Some issues were amongst the band, the crew, all that sort of shit, you know. So I had to basically try and get that deal signed, get my money, get my palm laced before... It all went to shit. So it was great fun. And um, big shout out to the cast and crew there. It was it was nice to do. It, it's a strange feeling. seeing when you're away just doing stuff you actually want to do as a living, you forget that you have to go back to your day job. And that definitely doesn't make you enthused. You know, it definitely doesn't make you as great. And see now that I've been away doing a bit of the acting and I'm back to go to work tomorrow, I've got extra Sundayitis. Now, I'm looking forward to getting the podcast in the can so I can go and enjoy my Sunday evening activities. Yes, what are my Sunday evening activities? I'll tell you. I'm going to watch the recording that I took on Friday off Soft Border Patrol. And I'm going to watch Match of the Day because my, my mighty gunner's won today. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to go to bed because since um, lunchtime yesterday, I've just had the worst headache of all time. You know the kind of headaches that you can't kind of open your eyes or let your heart beat? Um. Yeah, how do you deal with that? I, I, I do this sort of deep form of meditation whereby um, people call it sleep apnea. Shh. I just call it deep form of meditation where I sleep and in that instant stop my heart from beating for several, <clears throat> I want to say hours, you know, to just really... Because that's what I had to do to stop my head from hurting. Because every heartbeat was pain. You know, that I didn't think that's what the song that Robin sang was about. I thought that she was just saying with every heartbeat it was something to do with love. Now she meant with every heartbeat I get a fucking migrainous headache. Um, and that's just what it was. And see so even now I'm, my head's sore. And I'm just sitting chatting to you guys, which I love to do. So listen, we'll get through it. The podcast may be... Ten minutes long today, but listen, we'll figure it out. We'll work it out. We'll get together. We'll have, um, a nice cold. It's gonna say pint. We can have a pint. It'll be of cordial juice. We'll have some cordial juice and be cordial with each other. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely hanging on now. Now, a lot of people will say, "Did my heart uh, every heartbeat headache come in approximately?" know eight hours after i drank maybe a couple of bottles of red wine maybe you know maybe that is something that you could you could connect but i'm just gonna say it's it's a literal issue with me like it was it got that bad that last night when i went to bed i genuinely thought there's a chance i might die here this is how bad my head is you know where you sort of be like oh a really bad headache, and I I started thinking, maybe if I maybe I've legit had a stroke here, and this could be it because this is not a pain that I've experienced before. Now, we were at the family weekend up north in our moy and what had happened basically um, went away with all my beautiful wife's side of the family so it was her mom, her stepdad, her three stepbrothers, their family, and her brother and his. Which I know a lot of people out there are going. Dave, fair play to you. You're a a hero. And I'll say yes, I know. Like, because you would on paper think going away with the in laws would be a horrific experience. And now, like, excluding the headache, you know, it, it wasn't. The headache was an awful experience. But other than that, we had a really nice time, went up. Everybody sort of took responsibility for different chores, like making breakfast, doing dinner, stuff like that. It was nice. But there's just a lot of drink, you know, there's all kids involved. Um, in the in the trip, not in the drinking, because that would be very irresponsible. You know, it was nice to bring Holly up and let her just run about with her wee cousins and stuff. And I was all grand. But then when the kids went to bed, the adults just got absolutely bloody scooped. And that's all fine and dandy. You don't mind it. You're an adult. You're sitting there. You're drinking. Now, my uh, father-in-law... Yeah, you call him, isn't it? Yeah, my father-in-law basically is... Uh, he's a wine fish. You know, he just... If you threw him into a vat of wine, he would survive. He'd be able to to, to use his um, gills, which probably just his ears, to transfer the wine into oxygen and live. Because that man can consume copious amounts of red wine. And I'm going as far as to say, I don't think in his company I've ever finished a glass of red wine. Because he's always there filling it up, which of course is something that you should come in and go listen. This is a guy who very much is a hostess with the mostess. You know he could should be working front of house at Alibi for sure because he is the top host. But um, whenever you're just not feeling one hundred percent, it's not uh, the best concoction. You know, so you're already a bit lit now. It's fine. You just think general sitting, chatting, having the crack is good enough. But then something happens, which you don't need. And that's not drinking games, but a game. A game comes out, a card game. This particular card game was known as Cards Against Humanity. Now, that's not a sort of game you want to be playing outside of your closest friends, outside of your number one WhatsApp group. Like, that's the sort of people you want to be playing Cards Against Humanity with. Because Cards Against Humanity truly does show... A side of a person that doesn't need to be shown. It's a dark side. People say the worst things playing her cards against humanity, and my mother in law should not have been playing cards against humanity with me because there's certain things <clears throat> you shouldn't do. With your mother in law, the first, you know, I would say would be, you know, smoking that that brown crack. You know, you don't smoke brown crack with your mother in law. Second thing you would do your mother in law is fuck, and the third thing is play cards against humanity. Because things happen in it that you you don't need. For example, words appear they don't understand. I'll give you two words that they didn't understand. First off, my mother-in-law was like, what's this word mean? To which then she then read out the word smegma. And the rest of the circle went, I have no idea what that means. And then... Like aisles, everyone just turned to face me and went, "Dave, do you know what smegma means?" And I went, "Yeah, obviously, I'm not fucking ninety five, and or six, so yeah, do you know what smegma is?" And they were like, "Well, what is it?" And I was like, hey, "I don't know if this is a correct scientific term for it or not, but it's knob cheese. You know, whenever you retract the old, uh, the old one, two, three foreskin." um it's like this if you don't wash it right this is sort of fucking gross yellowy cheese that lives under there so um i got to explain that to my mother-in-law and she was completely and utterly disgusted with that and again for some reason like i made it up and put the card in the pack like who do she think i am dynamo you know you think i'm david copperfield the mind freak Chris Angel, no, I'm just Davy. I'm just there, I'm just Davy on the Malbec, you know, Jenny from the block, I'm Davy on the Malbec, that's what's going on, and it's just, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe it, like, I didn't make it, I just told you what it was, and then, the next most awkward question, following on from what is Smegma is, have you ever had it, and i go, going, oh my god, And um, this is absolutely, fuck. I can't believe you're asking me that, yes, I can't believe that you're asking me that, but 100% when I was younger, and listen, disgusting, you know, absolutely disgusting. And then from then on, I was looked at like I was a gross pervert guy. She's looking at me like, why did I let my daughter marry you, you pervert? And um, thankfully, as I say, my, my wife was there. She wasn't drinking because she also has coronavirus and had to drive us about. Um, she was able to say, thankfully, in my experience, Dave doesn't have it. But that's because we don't have sex. But anyway, um, that was fine. So in the next card comes out. Well, not the next one we played it on for a bit. It's all grand, but the next card she didn't understand um, was my. What it be? Be sitting no, my wife's sister-in-law. She goes, "What does this word mean?" <clears throat> B-U-K-K-A-K-E. Bukaki. Twitch uh, looked around the group. Does anyone know Bukaki means? Look around everyone. Look at me. I'm nodding. Yes, they're all going double pervert, and then. Out of nowhere, like a hero, like the witcher in the night, I look across to my father-in-law. He nods ahead and goes, I know what that means. And I just went, Norman, you're a legend. And they went, like, what does it mean? And he, um, in so many words, just explained what Bukhaki was. And he was like, well, it's where um, <laughs> there's a, a, a woman, and she would be, I don't know, on her knees, and there would be several men surrounding her, ejaculating onto her face and into her mouth. And in that moment, all my smegma just got sucked into the atmosphere and blown away. And he became, from then on, the number one pervert. He was getting uh, asked questions like he, he was being like cross-examined by the Gestapo. They were like, have you been looking up bukkakis? Have you ever done a bukkake? Have you ever received a bukkake? Um, tell me about bukkakis. Why? What, what's your favourite website? It's www.bukkakebitches.com. What's going on? And it was I sort of felt sorry for. Him. i had to step in and be like, "Here, listen. If you so happen to go on the internet, well, it could just be on. You know, Google. You'll just come across a Bukaki website because they're everywhere. You know, they're just. It's just you could just be on Lidl, going about your business, trying to buy some." ...baguettes, and there'll just be a pop-up advert... ...Bukkake party, question mark, it's just common... ...so I said to them, listen, it comes... It's, ...anytime you're on the internet, you come across a Bukkake... ...something or other, you know... ...and then, that started another conversation... ...where people were like, uh, it doesn't come up my computer... ...just come up on your computer, no, just come up on your computer, no... ...just yours, oh, have you ever heard of cookies, Dave... ...things you're looking up, end up coming ...and I was like, oh, fuck's sakes, you've been looking up Bukkake, haven't you? I'm just going, oh my god... ...generally, I'm not into Bukkake, you know, that's not <laughs> something... Like, why would I want to see a woman saturated with a load of man's gunk? You know, that's not... That's basically what just watching a load of men have a real sexual time, which to me is not a sexual thing. You know, if uh, people are like, hey, what do you look up on websites? I just like to see sexy women dancing covered in oil, you know, getting massages. Hey, call me old school. I like a softcore. I used to love a Channel 5 of a Friday evening. That's what I was into. Not bukkakis, any of that shit, or smegma. But let's just say when we woke up the next day, our relationship changed a lot. You know, I think um, if it wasn't for the fact that we have a child together, I think my mother-in-law would be pushing for me and Catherine to get devo- divorced. Don't know why I went Schwarzenegger She'd be pushing for me to get divorced. You've got to get divorced now. <laughs> but, yeah, it was interesting conversation, but on the bright side, I did knock off, I didn't, a little bit early on the Saturday, because my grand plan was not to die, let's be totally honest, my grand plan was, listen, I'll not die, I'll go to bed, I'll get well rested, I'll wake up, I'll wake up at about, I don't know what I do, I'll wake up at 5am and watch the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury fight for the WBC Championship against that big dosser, Deontay Wilder, decent impression, and I thought I could do that, but then it turns out I generally just blanked out with my strokeslash aneurysm, whatever. I missed the whole thing, but luckily enough, um, the, the big man, Fury, did it. You know, I was very, very nervous. I haven't watched the first fight, I just thought, yeah, Fury's a better boxer, I think. He can box around him and all, but all that big flipping pugil fist needs to do is catch you on so those big digs and you're done like and i just worried wilder was just hit him on with those big bombs and he's done but thankfully he won and then i didn't end up blitz now i did wake up at half past four to go for a pp because i've been drinking so much water to try and melt the the tumor the chuma in my brain so i could get a good night's sleep and watch the boxing that i just probably drank somewhere in the region of 45 liters of water on top of 5 litres of Malbec, so it's a lot of um, liquids to be inside one man's bladder, eh? Bladderian, you know? So, when I got up to four to pee, there was just um, one of Catherine's stepbrothers and his girlfriend just standing in a hallway, just looking at each other. I say looking at each other. <clears throat> they weren't, like, standing face-to-face looking at each other. Like, they were standing sort of face-to-face, but, like, slightly apart, looking just straight ahead in the distance, it was like something out of like, what's that film called, um, the Jordan Peele film, not us, Oh the other one, um, you know they're like, uh, what are they called, but anyway, that film is what I'm talking about, where they're not quite like, um, they're not quite like. Normal people, but they're like zo- not zombies either, but they're like slightly on the Don't don't look is it or something? Let me see. I'm actually going through Jordan Peele's filmography here Um Us get out. That's what it is. Right. Let's get on to here Um <coughs> Pardon me plot Yeah, this guy Yeah, works here. We are Hudson tells Chris that the host consciousness remains in the sunken place, conscious but powerless. So therefore, people can take over these guys' minds. So he wants people's bodies only for sight. So then they do this whole hypnosis and stuff. Long story short, they were like two fucking drunken zombie bastards. Right? I walked past them for a piss. now it was embarrassing because I was just wearing my wee boxers and all. And obviously, you know, it's hard to conceal fourteen inches of um, toilet roll because the cold. And um, but. I thought so, and I genuinely just walked past the two of them without them seeing me. And now they were in the corridor looking at each other as I walked past. So that's a level of block that I've not seen before, where people are just standing, not actually conscious of you being there. But it was great. I enjoyed that because it let me go to the toilet, go for a pee, sort of scurry past, slightly off balance because I'm a sore head and eyes, get another tablet and go to bed. <clears throat> but then again, I missed the rest of that fight. So it was a real. Um, it was a real experience, then we got up this morning and some people had left, so, you know, I don't know what went on, I missed out on a lot of the banter, but, you know, long story short, not a hangover today, which was great, albeit, feel like my head is gonna burst. But that's what's happening, guys, you know, we're here giving you the Sly Guy podcast, and... Um, you know, will there be changes coming up? Yeah, have I got a few wee concept designs for merch? Yes I do, babies. And um, actually you sent them put them up on Patreon so for people to look and the response has been really strong from people. Everyone on the Patreon's basically been like, Yeah, I like I like that new that new merch you've got going, I'd like to purchase some, so hopefully that'll kick off in time as well. And see, to be totally honest, at the minute, I feel like... And I'm not going to go there. I am just going to say I feel like doing two podcasts a week is tough. You know, it's hard going. So maybe you need to look at what I'm going to be a part of. You know, maybe the Boy Time podcast might have to just become a bearless podcast. You know, maybe someone else steps in to fill my shoes. I'll have to see what's happening in the next wee while because I'm definitely losing a little bit of my enthusiasm for it. But that's just because... You know, other things are happening. Busy people; it's hard to commit to. It's not just being recorded in my spare room. So, you know, but with any luck, I'll I'll change my mind about that soon, and it'll all be good. But just see, at the minute, it's tough going. You know, tough going, sorting it, organising it. Maybe it's just because I've got a ten out of ten sore head. You know, that could possibly be it. I could just be in being dramatic. It probably is because I am a drama queen. I'm a queen of drama. But people who haven't been queens of drama or the people who have been rating and reviewing my podcast. You guys have been superb. I've been getting new reviews all the time on Apple Podcasts, and I really appreciate it. Still can't manage to change the artwork over to the new Sly Guy logo because I'm a techno but I'll try and figure that out after this when I'm watching Soft Border Patrol. Um, that's if I'm not too engrossed in that, which I very much will be because friends of mine are in it, and I like to see what they're doing, you know? So... I'd be keen to see that. <clears throat> but yeah, everyone that's reading really and reviewed the podcast, I'm really chuffed. And also everyone that's sharing it in your Instagram stories, you know, I appreciate that. I know it's not a lot, but it sticks the branding out there. It makes people check it out, makes people look into it. And I would love you guys to to recommend the podcast to people. Um I noticed I got a question this week um that was ten out of ten and it was a suggestion for a new name for the listeners of the podcast, and um, more specifically the Patreons. Um, which I'm going to change the name to this after I finish recording this. So, you know, that'll be very, very sexy. What else is happening this week coming? I am doing Pug Uglies this Thursday, the 27th, and I have the wonderful Teresa Livingstone headlining with the equally wonderful Paddy McGackie in support, and then I'll be doing um, MC, that is, unless I still am as poorly as I am currently, because... I'm just struggling, and this is, you know, let's be fair, I joke about coronavirus, a bit of me thinks it is, a bit of me thinks I legitimately have coronavirus, a bit of me thinks that somebody has spiked me with a bat, and this is going through my head, but look any look, it is just basically the flu, Um, and I've only been super stricken with it by today in terms of the headache, but during the week, my body was sore, my hips and all were sore, what the fuck, and it's been affecting my training and dieting too, and I hate that. So I wanna get back into all that all, all let loose all hell this week and be a physique guy once again. Get those lines added to the t-shirts as well, physique guy and physique girl, you know. That's what we gotta think about. But let yeah, people let me know if you like the designs and, and what's going on. We'll get some merch on the go. But anyway, a little word from um my 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 loyal sponsor of the podcast. Modest Beer. The Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest Beer is a local independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers like me, like you, like Mr. Magoo. They've not actually paid me to say that. I'm adding, I'm adding on because this is what you get um, with me. But it's brewed and canned in my original hometown of Hollywood. Obviously, now I've re relocated to Bangor, but my original hometown of Hollywood. And hey, guys, if you're keen to know more, what I need you to do is contact Modest Beer. Go on Instagram, go on Facebook, go on Twitter, and guess what? The handle is so simple, and just so concise. It's at you guessed it, Modest Beer. Not actually at you. It's at. Modest beer that's a no, it's the way squiggly at sign modest beer. Or just if you want to be old school, go to www.modestbeer.co.uk and find out where your nearest stockist is and go and get some of that tasty golden delight. I actually, had a couple of tins of that. That stuff, I think you said that's shit, and there's a couple of tins of that shit over the weekend, and it was good No. You know, did it give me a hangover? No. But the five, six bottles of Malbec, probably, and coronavirus. So, yeah, check out Modest Beer. Very tasty. Do an IPA and a pilsner, I believe, at the moment, is, is what's what's going on. But very tasty. And, guys, I don't even know what I'm at, what I'm at for time here. You know, I don't know what I'm at for time. Um, do you ever just have a nose that's so, like, full? And, like, your sinus is so full, you can't quite see. You sort of feel like you're punch drunk, that you've been punched in the head, you know, that's how I kind of feel like like I am now, and I mean, it's not an ideal scenario, but I'll just fire into the listeners' questions here anyway. Um, Craig Walker, hello, sly person. Heading to, <coughs> pardon me, heading to Amsterdam Monday for my birthday, so there's a good chance I'll be listening to the podcast in the land of ganja, which will make things ten times funnier. My question this week is, what is your go-to order from the chippy, and do you eat it on a plate or out of the containers that come in like some freak guy? Hey, I'm going to say... Nine times out of ten, I'll eat that shit on a plate. And I'll, what I'll also do is be like your granny. Um, and not fuck all your neighbours, because that's just weird. What I'll do is put my plates in the microwave first and warm those babies up. Um, but I would only maybe keep it in a container if it was something really messy, like a gravy chip. You know, you don't want that to spill out. Then you've made a mess, have some collateral damage. You might get some of your clothes. You get some of your fingers. You're like, ah, fuck, before you've actually already enjoyed What's going on, you know, and then you're in a bad mood before you can actually sit down and be in a good mood, by eating a nice food, you know. So <clears throat> if I'm in a chippy, I always, um, you know, I've I've I take wee mood swings. Like sometimes I'll go for a burger, which is just completely insane. Normally, what I'll go for is a chicken burger, um, because I'll tell you why. And people are going, "What the fuck? You don't get a fish? What's wrong with you?" I'll explain myself. I find I'm not a big fan of grease in batter. Do you know what I'm saying? I like to get a nice light batter. Not a big batter. It's just, just when you bite into it, it's just crisp and dry, seeping into your teeth. You know, i do not all about that. I don't want that, that cri- I don't want to bite into a bit of fish and crisp and dry, just dribble it inside of my mouth like I'm some kind of vegetable oil Dracula. You know, I don't need that. I don't need to be people going, uh, you know, just sneaking in the room being like, let me bite your neck. <laughs> And then you just hope that the person whose neck you bit has a serious problem that instead of blood in their veins, they have oil, you know. But yeah, normally I probably you know normally my order would be like a chicken burger and a chip or a cheesy chip or a cheesy chip with gravy if I'm feeling really gross and not looking after myself. And um, that's probably my go-to order. And then you need a bottle of coke as well because whenever else do you drink just a bottle of coke? You know I don't think I'd ever just drink a small bottle of coke. Unless I'm at the chippy. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you ever do it? Just drink water, you know. Um, John Joe Flood. But also, before going to John Joe's question. Craig, enjoy Amsterdam. There's a little bar. Um, people know me and It's called Bananas. Um, go in there. Ask for Sunshine. Tell her. Davey sent you. And show her. My, my podcast. She'll see my picture. And then tell her need to do your trick. The banana split. Davey told me about it. And she'll do it for you. Just remember that Craig Sunshine. Banana split. Shh, say no more. John Joe Flutter said, Hello, sly person. Oh no, if I just copied the exact same question in here. Oh no, I'm really embarrassed. This is how many times have i done this. See, what I often do is I copy and paste um, podcast questions so they can appear on my computer screen rather than on my like you know, phone, because sometimes your phone dies. Sometimes there's stuff that, like, you know, gets, like, interference and stuff. So, no, I'll just go on here. John Joe said, Papa Dave just caught the new Soft Border Patrol preview ad with Mickey, Bartlett and Shane. You've talked about increasing your acting portfolio, but if the big chance came your way, like BBC or Channel 4, would the standard of script matter for you? Or would you would the opportunity outweigh that? Um you know what, John Joe, first and foremost, what I want you to do is send me a message on Instagram when you hear my answer to this, because I, um, I sensed a little bit of sass in that question. You know, I um, I would be keen to know if that was what you're trying to hint. But um, I've said it before, in the very very outset, I did audition for Soft Border Patrol and didn't get it. now. What I will say is that, was there potentially a joke that I did in one of my auditions that was actually on the show? Yes. But that's probably just merely a coincidence. Um, but no, in terms of my acting portfolio, I think it's important that when I play something, I always try to do it that it would be, you know, beneficial to me as a, brand I guess I hate the, the gross to say it but you know what I mean like in terms of what I do if people see me on something I'd like to be of a similar tone to what I do in stand up or what I'm, my humour is so if you see me on you know acting on something like like thick ass, you're like I get, that's similar to what he's like on stage you know whereas if you're doing something you know I'll just try to not do something that's a different sense of humour you know and I feel like Soft Border Patrol is very um, you know it, it, it is tailored to the audience that it's tailored to and I just don't think that the people that watch me do stand-up um, have you know the same kind of spectrum as that you know I don't think people like for example if you like Roy Chubby Brown you're not necessarily gonna like um, Ricky Gervais <clears throat> for talk's sake, they're different senses of humour it's like some people like give me a headpiece and some people don't, you know, it's just different horses for different courses and I just feel soft border patrol um, is it, I would be so, it wouldn't make any sense for me to be doing that because it's so different to what I do on stage, you know, so I think that Mickey and Shane have you know, I'm actually excited to watch it to see how they've done on it because I'm sure they've both been great and uh, it all seems it's been received really well but just for me I just don't think it suits me as a performer or as a or for the show, you know, let, let alone the show not suiting me, I don't think I would suit it so um, no, I think the, the standard of script matters to me rather than the opportunity because sometimes you can be in stuff and it leads to nothing, you know I was in an entire s- series of a sketch show for an entire season as one of the main cast members and I may as well not have been in it at all because it hasn't you know really led to anything for me, you know. So, just goes to show, it doesn't always mean being in something leads to something, you know. But, um, Luke Gorman said, Hey Dave, our good friend, has been out spreading the word of God in her peaceful way again at Walmart. Not sure if the aggressive tactics of the church um, employing these guys these days, but apparently if it gets the jobs done, more power to them. Now, I don't know if people have heard this character before. It so was this woman that was going into, like, Walmart and just calling people motherfuckers and stuff and it was great, you know, it's the sort of that's the sort of content that I wanna see there, you fucking motherfuckers. Let me just get this up here and see, Hmm. Uh. See if it's still there. This woman is just a you know something clearly wrong with her, but here let's see. Could you imagine a woman a man and a woman who are married? Then the man He's trying to, but she's <laughs> harassing him It's not really two fucking you oh, right. well, Fucking life. Could you imagine a woman, a man, a woman Then the man. He's trying to. Whoa, getting a fuck. Yeah, a woman's just a mad play- character. I think she was featured in Weird Podcast. Go back a few episodes and check her out. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Um, but yeah, fair play to her. Thanks for the question. Look too. Um, Scott Simpson has said, "Are you ready to come back to Dublin yet?" hashtag fuck the international bar, hashtag please come back, yeah, probably will, you know, and once again, the Dublin scene, not really um my kind of humour down there, you know, obviously because A, they mug me off, but also B, it's a very woke scene down there, you know, and I feel like I'm just an old school guy, and they probably wouldn't like me down there because I don't have a septum piercing, and blue hair on one side and no hair on the other, you know, I, and I don't wear bowler hats, even though I'm a big hon bastard, but, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say, Scott, listen, I will come to Dublin at some point, but I am in no rush, especially whenever I've done my show again a few times, and it's been well received, it makes me think, you know what, fuck you guys, if you didn't want to come and see me, fuck yous, you know, Graham Carson said, I'm living in Oz, Aus- Aus. I mean, don't know if this is Australia or Austria, but I'm going to assume it's Australia. I'm sure you're well aware of the fires and all the wee cute koala bears getting hurt and stuff. As a fellow big bear bastard yourself, which of the following bears do you most identify with? Koala, brown, panda, gummy, polar or big gay? It's either brown or big gay or brown big gay bears, you know. Um, I feel obviously physically because I'm a human being. I'm probably most akin to be a big gay bear. I mean, I do look exactly like what a, an archetypal big gay bear would be. I'm just a big, sexy, belly-bearded bastard, you know? Um, But I also like, you know... I also like brown bears. I like Kodiak bears. Kodiak bear? I don't know. Fucking... And grizzlies. Because I'd be a grizzly because I'm a big, hairy bastard. Um. Colin McGee said... This is what I was talking about earlier. The man who's renamed us all. He said, Patreon users are still l- listed as weirdos on the site. Shouldn't it now be Sly Hearts? Yes, it should absolutely be Sly hearts, But also, you guys are all still weirdos, technically. You know, nothing to do with the podcast, just weird guys. Um. Helen said, What's your favorite date night restaurant? Um, where we were just out at the Harbour Bar in Donega D, and highly recommend. Also, favorite Peep Show character. Um, hmm. I like what we've done, that Helen. Just thrown in two questions and once. In terms of a date night, where's my favorite bar to go to? Uh, we really like Made in Belfast. You know, there's a wee. Shout out for you if somewhere we like to go for, for dinner, for on a nice sweet at night. Made in Belfast probably, you know, it was certainly back in the day before we were parents and we were just straight up two young bucks out drinking and dinner and fucking, you know, let's go back in the good old days, whereas now we're just old parent guys, not so much. But yeah, me and Belfast was great. And in terms of my favourite Peep Show character, oh, that's tough because there's so many great characters in Peep Show, but it's Johnson, he's without doubt my favourite character Um, best line ever was whenever I think it was um, Jeremy turned up uh, at his girlfriend's house Big Sue's and um, I think Johnson answered the door and he was like Johnson what are you doing here and he was like I came round to give her no what is it she came round to give me a piece of her mind ended up giving me a piece of her ass lovely line Very funny, my sense of humour, superb. Chris Kavanagh, haven't missed it again. No, Chris, because you asked the question three days ago, and this is when I'm recording it. Hello, Papa Bearish. Um, just wanted to know, as a new superhero sly guy, what would be your superpowers? I was thinking you might save everyone in a burning building, apart from the one guy who everyone would be like, oh, that's sly. But then he turns out he was a convicted sex offender or something. Nice. Fatness update, up 1.5 body fat over Christmas, but lost 3% after. So downed around 4% total. How are you getting on? Hashtag swole for summer. Um, I think my sly powers would just be, you know, on, like unhelpful truths like you know truths that you don't actually need to say like truths that you're probably better off not being said like for example whenever um, we were having breakfast today before we came back down from Marmoy and people were asking what time people went to bed at last night and a couple of them, and uh, one of the zombie guys that I saw in the middle of the night we're like, I think we went to bed at like two, and then I just put my, my wee, spoon down and went. Um, I went for a pee at half four, and you were up then. It's like, why did I do that? I don't know. Just a sly guy. I just sometimes feel like I'm, you know, when the truth's needed, it's needed, and that just happened to be one of those times. Um, in terms of health and fitness, now I'm, I'm just being a sick guy. I need to just get better. I'm fed up of being unwell all the time. But you know what? I always get bullied by Shane Todd about it. He's like, oh, your immune system is like, dickhead. You don't have any kids. There'll come a day where one day you will have a child. And guess what? You will get sick loads. You'll probably get sick more than me because you've got carol. And I'm the fittest guy that's ever lived, by the way. Um... Chloe Z has said, hello, Mr. Sly, and then just started shouting. So, hello, Mr. Sly, in lowercase, and then just, if you could make a rule for a day and everyone had to follow it, what would it be? Um, If I had a rule for the day and everyone had to follow it, what would it be? Hmm. That's a tough one, because, I mean, you could just give a really stupid silly answer but you know me I like to be a real serious kind of guy and um, I like to give a proper answer that would really try and help things um improve so I would say like who invented handshakes you know it would be my rule it'd be like no one who invented them what made handshakes a thing to do to greet so i would change what things are to greet and it would be you'd shake somebody's dick but if you're meeting a girl you'd do wobble her boobs Do-do-do-do-do. And I would just be like, that's my rule for the day. Um, And I feel like that's just something that'll help society, you know, make things a little bit more interesting. Daniel Houston has said, guide your eyes out or listen to the Dolecast. I mean, Daniel just asks about this Dolecast every week. For a start, it's called a Dolecast. Makes it sound like it's something to listen to if you're on the Dole, you know. And I mean, I don't know if I have much in common with that, so therefore... Wouldn't listen to it, but at the same time, wouldn't want to gouge my eyes out and end up like Baba Vanga predicting what's going to be happening in thirty fifteen. Niche reference, googler. Yeah, um, obviously, I'd rather have my eyes and listen to your podcast than you not. And um, Declan McCallion has said, "Hello, Dave. What's your favorite podcast from the other comedians? I'm he means locals, which would be Rory Woods' Woods Talk podcast. I listened to it." And then uh, I listen to Colin's General Banter podcast from time to time too. Um, I think they're the only two local ones other than my own that I listen to, you know. So it'll be those two, General Banter and the Woods Talk podcast. Um, Nathan Concilia has said, Good evening, David. Question is, um, or question that's been bothering me this week. If all of your meals for the rest of your life were restricted to one cuisine, what would you pick? think a lot of NI people would be happy living Ulster fries and battered sausages forever. Yeah, man, probably breakfast. You know, I know that's not really a cuisine. But if you had to pick from around the world, I feel like... I feel like there's a lot of sheep out there, my friend. Like, people follow things just because they think it's cool and really it's not so sweet. Like, for example, boujum. I've said this before. People are like, let's go to boujum. Nah, there's far nicer food than boujum. Boujum's probably got mushed up rat head on you know, and that's not so. And also, don't call me man. It's sir or mister when you're working in a field like that. When you're serving me, you do not call me man. You call me mister or sir. All right? Um. So, what my point being there is like people get into these fads and be like, oh, well, it's so amazing. Like Thai food. You know, everyone, if you don't eat Thai food or you don't get one of those wee soups, or one of those fucking weird wee porcelain. Spoons, you're so uncool. I go, I eat Thai food and go to yoga classes. And Fuck you, moron. See, in five years' time, we'll be back on the fucking potatoes and steak and shut your hole. You know? So my point is, my cuisine that I would live on for the rest of my life would be Italian. The home cooking of your family, Nito. I love an Italian. I could eat pasta and garlic bread every day. Lasagna, bolognese, carbonara. um. fucking fruit de la mer and all that shit. Um, Yeah, Italian's my favourite cuisine. Love it. Love it. Wormball has said, If you were to advertise the podcast and hire one to post a sly message, what would it be and what would it be about? Um, Well, if it's going to be sly, I would pick one of my friends. And I'd probably say, listen to my podcast. It's better than Shane Todd's. That hits it. With A, Truth Bomb, and B, also, it's Sly to my friend. You know, Sly to one of my best friends in the world. But, I mean, it's a Sly Guy podcast, so check it out. Um, Luke Harris has said, My question is, who is the most cum guy in all of metal? Ronnie James Dale was getting a lot of love from you and touted as the most cum. I think that an investigation into the real cum lord, the leather rebel himself, Rob Halford from Judas Priest, would change your mind. Put on a leather vest... Get in the gym, get the song Leather Rebel and tell me I'm wrong. Well, I mean, I know a lot about Rob Halford. I'm a fan of Judas Priest, like a lot of their stuff. He is also, um, you know, a gay man, which also helps in terms of your cum because, you know, if you're a gay man, you're already fully in tune with your fashion sense, you know, when you're ready to push the boundary a bit. He's big into leather, you know, he's definitely cum. You know, creme fresh is probably something a bit more into rock, but there's definitely a sexuality that that sort of covers all genders. When you're in rock and roll, you're just you're not gay, straight, bisexual, nothing. You're just all encapsulating all, all encapsulating sexuality. Um, Ronnie James Dio is not. I wouldn't say he's come because I mean he's got long curly hair that starts halfway in the middle of his head. But in terms of singer, the best singer of all time. Who else would be really come in the world of. Uh, Rock, obviously Tommy Lee is anyone in kiss with those tight leather boots and everything. But here's the thing too, right? Containing or continuing a gimmick in their like pensionary ages is weird. Like Alice Cooper plays golf every day. He's an old guy, you know, gets his hair tied up, whatever. Then he literally has the pour his dick and balls, like his big long dangly balls into leather trousers and just hike them up. Like, how much talc would he use to get those balls up his leg? You know, it wouldn't be an ideal scenario for him. But they have to carry it on, and nothing looks weirder than whenever you're an old guy trying to rock out. Like Ozzy Osbourne, you know, God love him. He can't sing, can't walk, can't move, but he's still trying to rock, he just can't do it. Um, the last question of the week is from Michael Curry, who said, who's the size, St. Patrick or King Billy? King Billy, because he dressed like Brian May, and he just fucking killed people. St. Patrick just hated snakes. You know, and I mean, who doesn't fucking hate a snake? St. Patrick's just an ultimate bitch, seeking vengeance. He's like the Liam Neeson of mean girls. It's like, you fucking got a snake out there, and he's taken care of? Tell him fucking St. Patrick's coming was Rod." Guys, that's the end of the podcast this week. You know, I just feel like as it's progressed, I've just got more exhausted and tired and sick and my voice is going and I apologize if it's been a shite podcast this week. I'll make it up to you next week. Thank you to everyone that asks questions who rates and reviews the podcast, who drinks and recommends, modest beer, I thank you all for all of that shit, and hopefully, with any luck, your boy won't die during the week, because I feel like I might, I feel like I might die in my sleep, my skin is so warm, I've got a fever, I've got coronavirus, guys, you know, share my podcast and Instagram stories, on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever, show me some love, because when I'm not here, you'll miss me, right, Jesus, rant over, bye.